0: Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are Christian Disciples in Mission. It's interesting in the scriptures that in the ancient Mediterranean world, the emphasis isn't always on so much on the blind person physically seen blind. Okay, good, I can start over again. I'll tell the joke instead. A rabbi and a priest walked into a bar. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. One of the most interesting things about the ancient Mediterranean world where Jesus lived is the emphasis wasn't so much on the physical healing of a blind person, but that on the same level is also people who are ignorant, who are failing to see or understand. In Luke's gospel, there is one account of an actual physical healing. Now, even though the term blind is used, a lot of times that's people not being able to see and understand who Jesus really is. And that's the form of a blindness that the Scriptures talks about quite a bit. Being able to see and understand helps us then to be able to see and have our blindness removed. Boy, that's really what's happening in our world today, because for so long, I really never had to see much. (laughs) Now, because of stores, you know, uh, having to be a little more patient, did you mess it up again? That's okay. We can do do this in piecemeals. Okay, because I'm going to start from that one part here instead of doing the whole thing. One of the things I'm realizing now about what our country and our world is going through right now is really how blind I've been about a lot of things. Going to the store now, we've got to take a little more time and items aren't available. And now what I'm noticing I'm doing this week is that I'm, I'm counting the amount of paper towels I use. How much shaving cream do I put on? Or what kind of food do I have for dinner? You know, i lived for so long of saying, I can go to the store anytime and get anything and the shelves are full. So I would pour on extra food, or I'd use extra shaving cream, or I'd use a whole paper towel to be able to wipe down the counter and keep things clean. And now I'm a little more thoughtful. I said grace last night before meal, and I'm always thankful, but I'm busy. Thank you, God, because I know there's more tomorrow because I just go to Safeway, and there it is. Show them the card, and I get food. And now, yesterday, for the first time, probably in a long time i was really grateful that there's food but also remembering not everyone has food around the world and maybe even now in our own particular area boy i was blind cuz i lived in consumption that there's plenty and I could talk about poor people. I could talk about being, you know, more considerate and, and being more grateful. And yeah, I can talk about that. I think all of us can. But when it's put in a position that this is happening, we begin to have our eyes open. And we begin to see and understand differently if we're open to that. One of the most difficult things right now is for us is calling all people, including those in our country, to start making decisions and living for others to know that there are consequences of not doing the loving thing. And the loving thing is what? Take care of your health. Not go out and live normally and be in denial. To know that there is a real concern that doctors and nurses and those in the medical field who and first responders, all people on the front line, are risking a lot. And for us then to say, it doesn't affect me, it doesn't bother me, or I'm in denial, or whatever we want to say, really hurts the body of Christ because we live in blindness. You and I are part of a culture that we live for the here and now, and we want instant results. We want instant news. We want instant information. We want this problem to be solved right now. Let's get with it. And we're not very patient people, and that's blindness. A blindness that says, I don't see anything around other than my needs, my dreams, my wants, and my desires. One of the things I mentioned last week in the homily is that we know that technology is used to cause great division. You can walk in, maybe especially to young people, but that includes everyone, where they're just texting, even sitting right there. We can see that people don't always eat meals together. We can also see that people aren't always connected. And yet technology might be the thing that keeps us in the family. So we don't see and understand why things are happening right now. But let me tell you what I'm noticing I'm seeing. First of all, I'm hearing from people, and I think it touches my own life, that people are either being forced or learning or relearning how to eat together as a family. Boy, that's going to be a challenge, huh? Everybody going off the way to practice and all, trying to make different meals, trying to go and probably never touching one another along the way in terms of gathering for meal. I think that might force us to learn how to be community again at table. Another thing is that I'm seeing families taking walks together now in a joyful way, even though this is a real stressful time and full of anxiety. I had the the blessing, because I'm going to call it a blessing. For some people, it's not. I grew up in a small town. I grew up in a number of small towns in Arizona, and we lived differently. You know, we didn't have a lot of money to go on vacations. We didn't have a lot of opportunities, but we never missed a meal, and we never, never lacked for housing and clothing and food and love. And yet, we learn to stay in the house with one another. We learn to eat meals together. We learn to care for one another. And part of the fruits is we're a family that still stays in church. doesn't mean we don't have challenges or we don't have conflict or disagreements. It just simply means that we learn to slow down and we learn to appreciate. That's what I'm learning, and I hope that you're going to be open to that. The people who are in today's gospel who are blind, who do not see Christ even doing things in front of them, they think they see, but they don't. And even Jesus challenges them on it. So, do you see and understand during what our going, we are going through in our country? Do you see the possibilities that God's teaching us? That God is with us? That out of it will be a greater good? I have to be honest with you. We're all going to struggle in different ways, so I don't mean any judgment or mocking people. But here's what some people are struggling in the church. And that's not everyone, thank goodness. They can't imagine church having to change. The structures that we're used to, the way we do mass, the way we operate has to be the same. And so the first thing is, how do we raise money? How do we keep this going? And those things can be important. But you know what's most important? People want to know that they're loved by God. Isn't that the first mission of church? And that just doesn't mean people who wear a collar or hierarchy or happen to work in a church. It's every Christian to check on one another, to not hoard but to share, and to help people come to see that God is with us and guiding us and teaching you things. Probably one of the biggest things we're going to learn in the future, no matter what happens, we're going to have to relearn how to be church. Church. Anytime change coming, people are going to be kicking and screaming because they don't want to go down a path. We're comfortable with the way liturgy is done, how sacraments are done, how church is operating. And yet, if anyone has the courage to look at our history of the church, we've developed. We have to meet where the times are at. And so church is alive. And even though many places the churches are empty now of the people, it's alive when you check on your neighbor, when you call on one another, when you share what you have. I'm almost done. I know. The force of my voice to the truth. Yeah, I get that. So the church is alive when you check on your neighbor when you offer compassion and caring. You know, we need to do a lot of shepherding right now because there are a lot of people who are afraid, who are filled with anxiety, and let me tell you, probably rightly so. And we don't have to meet them with judgment or get over it or, you know, say nice, pious words that it'll all be fine. We've got to hold hands. And that requires a lot of patience, but also a lot of love, something that the church does best, meaning you and me, the people of God. So, what are we supposed to see and understand? We don't know yet. But begin to look. Families eating together, technology being used to keep us close to one another, families walking together, people checking in on one another, people probably forced to be home and maybe look at Scripture, reflect, look in God. We can't be blind. God is offering us in this moment, our world and is going through, to see and understand. Thank you for listening to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Homily Podcast. We are Christian Disciples in Mission.